0: Welcome to the Wander Learn Podcast. I'm your host, Franz Tapon. In this episode, I'll be talking about bond yields. I had a question from Dan Copeland, and you'll get to listen to that right now, and he asked me this.
1: I'm always interested in seeing what's happening with the stock market. I read all this stuff that I don't understand, like bond yields and treasury yields and treasury notes and how it all sort of correlates and how one thing affects the other. So uh, I was hoping that you could explain um, sort of as if you're talking to a preschooler, how all this stuff works. For example, I, I read this morning anticipation of higher rates has lifted bond markets, pushing the yield on the 10 year U S treasury note to a pandemic era high of 1.84% on Tuesday, the yield on the two year U S treasury note, another closely watched metric crested 1% for the first time since February, 2020 bond yields move inversely to prices. Uh, that's all well and good, but I don't really understand what they're talking about. I'm hoping you can clarify.
0: So what is a bond? Well, governments, corporations and other entities use bonds to raise money and then they pay them off. A bond is a promissory note that says, Hey, after a certain amount of time period, I'm going to pay you this interest rate. It's a way for people to raise money in order to do something, some project. So for example, The federal government might want to build an interstate highway or wants to build a new battleship for their navy. Well, it's going to cost them billions and billions and billions of dollars. So they go to the market and they say, hey, can we borrow money from you guys and we'll pay you this such such interest rate? And the government is probably not going to default because the government of the United States can just print money with abandon. Cities and municipalities and states, for example, Arizona State or Texas, For example, they can issue their own bonds if, let's say, they want to build a brand new hospital in the state, they could do it. Municipalities could do it. Let's say, for example, a school, transportation district that they want to, let's say, make a new subway line or a school wants to build a new facility, a gym. All these people might be issuing bonds in order to make these things happen. So bonds are very important, useful, and helpful in helping run the economy. Now, what determines the interest rate depends on the state of the economy and also depends on the... Federal Reserve in what they call the Fed Funds Rate. Fed's fund rate is controlled by the Federal Reserve Bank that allows them to raise and lower interest rates. If inflation is around 10%, 20%, it's gonna cause all sorts of unwanted problems to the economy. At the same time, they don't wanna have a negative inflation rate either. There's a conventional wisdom that says that inflation should be one or 2%. So the Federal Reserve is trying to constantly play this little dance to try to nail that interest rate just perfectly. And that's the job of the Federal Reserve Bank. One of the things that's confusing about bonds that the federal government issues is that they have three different names for the, three, for the same thing. They have treasury bills, treasury notes, and treasury bonds. What are they? Well, they're all the same thing. The only thing that changes is duration. So for example, bills, think of a bill like a dollar bill is short-term stuff. So it's the cheapest one, if you will. You want to think of it that way. The lowest interest rate usually goes to the T-bills or treasury bills. Then treasury notes, anywhere between one to 10 years. And then finally, uh, treasury bonds, think of it like a bail bond, so something very serious that lasts for 10, 20, 30 years. So bonds are long-term, notes are medium-term, bills are short-term. All that's not really that important but it is more it is important for you to understand the mechanics of how bonds work so when the inflation starts to get a little bit too high then the federal reserve will raise the interest rate by doing so then people are discouraged from borrowing money because let's say you want to buy a house when the house loan was only one percent you might like sure i'll buy a million dollar mansion for one percent and only have to pay one percent over the next 30 years fine but if all of a sudden it's ten percent you're like ooh, i don't know if i can afford that so you might hold off that purchase you might not buy a car when the interest rates are high so people stop spending money as 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 recklessly when the interest rates go up and so that's the way that the federal reserve can kind of modulate the economy by raising interest rates on the federal fund, on the Fed funds rate, which is the rate that the banks use to borrow money from the Federal Reserve. There's something called the inverted yield curve. So normally yields work so that the short term duration, let's say one year or less is pretty low. Then as you work your way up more and more time, up to 30 years, the yields go up. It makes sense, right? Because think about it. If I want to borrow money from you, and all of a sudden I say, okay, hey, uh, Dan, give me some Give me some money. Like, well, how long do you want it for Francis? Ah, how about one year? I'm like, okay, one year, hmm. All right, I'll give you a 1% interest rate. What if I wanna borrow money for you for 10 years? You're like, ooh, 10 years, I don't know. A lot of things can happen over 10 years. And so you're gonna be a little bit more reticent to give me such a low interest rate. You're gonna say, okay, well, how about 5% or maybe 10% for a 10 year period? So you're gonna charge, what about 30 years? Ooh, a lot of stuff can happen over 10 years. I'm gonna charge you 12%. And usually the, the interest rate will increase when the time increases. But occasionally when things go awry in the economy, when the economy flips upside down, the yield, the, the yield curve actually flips upside down too. And that's why it's called an inverted yield curve because the economy is about to go upside down. In other words, enter into a recession. So that's when you sometimes hear on the news, people talking about inverted yield curves or that all of a sudden a two-year note is getting a higher interest rate than a 10-year note. That explains that. And then another thing that you might want to be wondering is why is it that when a bond yield goes up that the price goes down let's say i went to the market and got myself a bond and i'm getting a rate of 10 percent per year over the next 10 years and now we fast forward a year from now and the market has the market for those yields has declined and yield by the way is you can change it with the word interest if that makes it easier for you. Interest rate or yield rate, same basic thing. So if all of a sudden, if I fast forward a year from now, instead of getting 10% interest rate for a 10-year bond, you only get a 2% interest rate for a 10-year bond. Hmm. Now, all of a sudden, I'm holding to that 10% thing. That's Will the value of that thing actually be more valuable or less valuable when you compare that in the today's market, you only get 2%? I think you would conclude that it would be worth more, because it's paying 10%. And nowadays, the going rate is only 2%. So that's why when the yield goes down, the price of the previous bonds go up. And the reverse is true. Think about it that, like if all of a sudden, I only have a 1% yield, fast forward two years from now, and they're paying 5%, five times more interest well, what's the value of that, that bond that I'm holding on to? Is it going to go up or down when the rest of the world is getting 5% and I'm only getting 1% from my bond? Well, the value should go down. So there you go. That's the trade-off. That's why the prices of bonds are inversely proportional to the way the interest rate goes. So the interest rate goes up or the yields go up then the value of the bonds go down and vice versa. I hope that clarifies things. I don't know if that makes you financially literate, but I hope it does. The The bond market is very important. It doesn't always follow the Federal Reserve Bank because the Federal Reserve Bank can do whatever the hell it wants. But in the end, if the bond market feels that the, the economy is going a certain direction, the market forces will take over and push bond yields up or down and, That's just the way the capitalist free market works at this point. I hope that's helpful. Hope that clarifies things. And this is Francis Tapon encouraging you to wander and learn.